All right, guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, put on their mind. One, two, three. three. Yeah, I think Corpus Course made me open to PME schools. For real? Yeah, just, well, at that time, you gotta remember, I hated my fucking job. I hated, mm. I didn't want to be nowhere near them. Um, so I went to every school, bro. I went to heavy equipment operators course. I went to machine gun. I went to a machine gun course. I went to combat hunter. I went uh, lean and six sigma. I, I, I went to so many courses just to get away from those people. Wow. Yeah, it, it was crazy, bro. Dog, man, like, like, you know, you was so crazy that you know you was undergrad in that in that course. Corpus course? Yeah. Is it I remember you getting an award? No, nah, I don't think it was undergrad or corpus course. What did you get? Was it was it, like uh, a distinguished graduate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a distinguished graduate. Yeah, I was undergrad at science course and gung ho at MAI. Uh well, I ain't never bro. When I go to courses, what I tell you, I turn into the opposite of who I am, bro. Like, and I think my shop has a lot to do deal with that because, and I remember saying it once when we was at corporate course. I was like, dog, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to do anything while I'm here because I know for a fact as soon as I'm done here, I got to deal with a whole bunch of other shit as soon as I leave. So if I can just be GP just for a couple of days, I'll be GP. Plus, I'd be failing exams. I'd be failing the exams. Like, like, like them tests, I failed them. Bro, I'll be honest, I don't try at any of these courses because of the same reason. Like, like when I was a Pogue, I had my back. <laughs> no, you good. You No, you good. Some people take a fool for it, bro. It's a, it's a legit thing. No, bro, somebody called me a Pogue one time, bro. Like, and they said it so, they said it, when you could tell that they said it with the intent to offend me. And I was like, it's like, dog, like, like, it, it's peak time, bro. Like, I, I don't even mean it like that. I was like, I understand. I understand what it is. You feel me? Like, I know yeah. his personality other than Grunt. Okay? That's I it. know what my voice is. I don't mean it as anything degrading, demeaning, because here's the fact. When y'all get out of the Marine Corps, y'all have jobs. Right. When you get out of the Marine Corps, it's like, okay, well, you don't want to be a police officer. You don't want to contract overseas. Um, <laughs> cool ribbons, bro. You got your little four stacks. That's cool, but Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we dive into this, what's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that says, Stop being Genji extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Wilson, also known as Demetrius Wilson. Hey, you know what, man? Like, you can already tell the way the direction in this episode is about to go, man. But to really take it back, to really just take it back this time around, you feel me? Back when I was before the podcast, before, before the adversity, before the opposition, I remember just being a corporal. And one thing I love about the Marine Corps, one thing I love about the military is that they throw you into like these courses and you meet everybody from different walks of life, from different MOSs. Some people you ain't going to never see again. Some people you are going to see again. You see what I'm saying? Now, funny thing about this, and I always tell people things happen on purpose for a purpose. Now, this man that I got on the show today, I done seen me and him cross paths on numerous occasions from the places that we were at, from the same people, everything. But we ended up in corporal's court together. And we sat literally right next to each other the whole time. And I didn't think to myself, I was like, dang, man, like, listening to him speak and the way he carried himself, you can just tell, like, he knows exactly what he's doing and what and how he and, and what to say. Fast forward, lives change. And now I get to witness him become something completely different than the person from the very beginning. You know, an entrepreneur. You, 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 you know, uh, IFBB pro, uh, Olympian. Nah, I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to Rose to Ovante Moody. You know, I should have just said Tay Moody, like, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you gave up my government. What's the hey, damn deal, man? What's going on, bro? How you been, man? I'm good, brother. I'm blessed. How you? 
How's everything over there? Uh, I mean, honestly, at some places around here, you don't think there is no pandemic. Oh, for real? Yeah, I mean, you go to some places, you got masks everywhere and gloves, and uh, you go to others, and people don't care here. Bro, I'm telling you right now, man. Like, I'm telling you right now. Like, I can't wait. One, I'm surprised I lived this long. You see what I'm saying? To be able to witness it. Two, I can't wait till my kids ask me. Like, they come up to me talking about, like, hey, dad, do you know what the coronavirus is? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was back when the zombie apocalypse happened. I remember that. Right. Rough time in America. That was a rough time. Man, I just had a situation with Zakai, my son, the other day. Right. Uh, it was it was probably a month ago. We get ready. I'm getting ready to take him to daycare, and uh, he said, "I need my jacket." Mind you, he's he only turns four next month, right? Okay. He said, "Oh, I need my jacket." I said, "No, you don't." He said, "I do. It's cold." I said, "No, it was cold yesterday," and I understand that naturally you think it's gonna be cold today, but the times and the way the world is right now, that's not the. I'm trying to explain this. I'm trying to run this down to a four year old. Right, going to be four year old, and I'm just like, man, one day he's gonna look back and be like, man, what the hell happened in 2020? <laughs> it's gonna be crazy to explain, man. Yo, I can't. My whole, I'm looking forward to them coming home from school excited because they learned about the coronavirus in history, and then when they ask us, so I can go ahead and break it down. Just let them know that I was like a hero in that time. You feel me? Saving the world, killing zombies. You know, I, I came up with the cure. Nothing big. Nothing major. Let them know you was out there slaying zombies in the middle of the street. Bro, I tried to explain to somebody, man. Like, I was trying to tell them, like, I was like, y'all y'all don't want this. Y'all don't want apocalypse. You feel me? Like, y'all don't want one of them type of apocalyptic eras. You feel me? Like, while y'all looking for, like, the Ricks and superheroes and the heroes of that? Yeah. Bro, with my, with my gift, with my voice, my charisma, bro, I have a whole cult. I have a whole fucking cult. <laughs> I'm a cult. <laughs> I'm the governor in these type of stories. <laughs> like, y'all think that I'm going to be moving the masses in a sense like we're going to save humanity? I got a cult. <laughs> I'm a cult. The Meech clan. <laughs> you feel me? Like, Meech speaks for a reason, bro. But I really just mind, like, before I do anything, and I really wanted to just say, like, this actually, I I think this is the first episode of season three. I think this is the first episode of season three. Like when we do a guest or something. Or we or it's been a minute because I got in here. I start setting up. Bro, I forgot even how to do an intro. You feel me? But what I really want to ask is before the military, before life, who were you before the military? Life before yeah. uh I was a kid that didn't know where he wanted to go. I, I I truly didn't know where I fit in, right? Um, what a lot of people don't know is that I come from a military family, right? Um, so with that, you would think I grew up a certain way. You would think that I did certain things or had certain things gifted to me. And yeah, I could have. My parents were financially... Uh, well enough to give me whatever I wanted and asked for and needed, right? But my conduct, right, living, growing up with a mother from Jackson, Mississippi, um, my conduct led her to not give me those things. Uh, so, I mean, I had two jobs at the age of 15, 15 and 5, as soon as I got a work permit. Um, I thought I was a gangster. I was in the streets. You know what I mean? I thought I was <laughs> You know, um, I was I was hanging with the wrong people and lying about where I lived. You know, um, man, I just I didn't know where I was headed. I didn't know where I was going. I just was moving with the times. You dig what I'm saying? I, I played football and I ran track, uh, and then I had two jobs because working was the thing to do, and I wanted my own money for my own shoes because my grades were so bad. I used to skip class. My parents didn't buy me nothing. Uh, man, I remember, like people just—they just think I, I had it all, and that's that's not the case. I did, but I didn't. Right? My parents raised me when I was broke, like I was poor. <laughs> I remember coming down the stairs one day, bro, and I said, "Told my dad I needed to ride to work. I needed to go to Subway. It's like uh, two and a half miles, maybe." 
right? Middle of summer. And uh, say, yo, dad, you need to ride to work. You better left foot right. And I walk my ass to work. You know what I mean? Like, nah, so I go in the military um, because the dude that I went to school with got killed in Afghanistan. He got killed in Marja. And I just, I can't say I was looking for revenge. I guess it was purpose. I still remember 9-11. You know what I mean? Um, it's crazy because we get into that era right now. And I just asked a couple of Marines. Like, I, it's getting, I just had a class where I had Marines that weren't even born during that time yet. Weren't even born. Weren't born in 01? Yeah. They weren't born yet. What? Damn, it's 2020. Mm -hmm. They weren't born yet. Like the PFCs, the, the PSCs, the privates, some of the lands corporals that we gonna get. And if they were born, they were one, two, three. We was in the sixth grade. The sixth grade when that happened. You feel right. me? They wasn't. You feel that shit, man? Like they, they were still in diapers or weren't even born yet. So like for us, how we feeling it, they don't feel it in that type of way. For us, for them, it's history. For us, that's our present thing. Like we remember being up under the desk. And everything at school because you know you feel me but all right so just to go back to so boot so boot camp you were the guy yeah until a week before graduation oh what happened i was already a pfc because i oh PC, so yeah. he didn't want to promote me further mm. um so he gave it to some little punk ass kid <laughs> Now, boot camping in in uh in boot camp, I'm boot camping boot camp. Guide in boot camp, guide in MCC. You get to the you you've been the guide in all the PMEs, bro. Like like you if you ever thought about it, like has anybody ever used the word natural leader and you in the same sentence? Yeah, um, I had a first sergeant that that told me that when I was getting out, that he didn't want to see me go, um, because he never met. A natural born leader like me, I guess. You know, but I, me, I've just been doing what I'm supposed to do. You feel me? I've been doing with Brown and, and Vargas and Perez and, and Crowell and all my seniors that was coming back from Afghanistan the day I touched the fleet. I've just been doing what they instilled in me. And then when I got to the infantry, just, I mean, I just been doing what I'm supposed to do, bro. Like, I go no. to courses and I just I try to chill. To be honest, for real. Yeah, I mean, I know it's the same way for you too, bro. Like, when you get to these courses, you got a bunch of corporals, a bunch of sergeants, right? All in one location. No junior marines, no responsibilities. So what happens? They become a lot of them become fucking privates and lance corporals, right? Mm -hmm. And then it gets to a point where you just get sick of it. And it's mm -hmm. like, I'm tired of y'all sorry asses can't fucking drill. I'm tired of y'all sorry asses can't write a fucking order because you won't pay attention. Not that you don't know how to do it. You're just too busy fucking off in the corner to pay attention to get this shit done. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but I go to I go to courses, and I've ran a 300 PFT my entire, most of my career. I don't think I ran a 300 PFT at any course I've ever been to. For real? Not one. I go there, and I'm chilling. Bro, my worst PFP was at the MAI course. MAI course and IT course. Worst PFP. Well, First they, class. But they weren't well, they weren't special. Well, I like to make us run three and a half miles versus three miles. Oh, I know for a fact that it ain't. I bro, uh, and Quantico, that's an uphill battle. You feel me? They got us running uphill. You see what I'm saying? I was like this. I was like, nah, man. I shouldn't be switching in the second gear on this PFP now. I shouldn't be yeah. switching in the second gear. Yeah, we good. I you know, I remember. Well, Earlier this week, I was talking about presence and the power of presence. You see what I'm saying? You don't realize the type of, like, you walk into a room and you can be the loudest person and have me open your mouth. And when we go back in time, and I think about you back then, that was the presence that you gave off to me. You see what I'm saying? You were the loudest person in the room, and you hadn't even spoken. It was the way you spoke, the way your posture. You see what I'm saying? Now, also, I remember I said, Presence, like, your presence can be so powerful that you intimidate lesser creatures. Mm. And I'm going to just be 100% honest with you, man. And, I, you know, I love I, I can be transparent because of the growth from then to now. 
You see what I'm saying? Right, right. But bro, I remember seeing you, and I used to sit back, and it would it would bother me that you were so like your presence was so powerful. It intimidated something in me. You see what I'm saying? It yeah. rubbed a piece of me wrong. You see what I'm saying? I would later learn that that's just an insecurity that you got to overcome in order to be that version of yourself. But I remember being by you, you see what I'm saying? And it was just so powerful because you gave off that feeling of being a natural leader. You see what I'm saying? You gave off that confidence. You see what I'm saying? You gave off this whole presence of yourself. Like you could literally tell who in charge just by looking at the person. And I remember seeing that about you. I remember noticing that about you. Because you know what? It's funny you say that, bro. And people, are, people don't believe me when I say this shit, but when I got the corpus course, when I get to these schools, I feel instantly overwhelmed. In the beginning, I mean, I'm to me, everybody at this school, especially that that was a base wide corpus course, right? Yes, it was. That was an entire Camp Pendleton. We had every single MOS. Um, bro, we even had a, a fucking critical skills operator. I didn't even know they go to those schools. Right. Um, so sitting there looking at all these other corporates, I just assumed that this is the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. These are the best corporals on this base. These are the best sergeants on this base in this division. Right. And so when I get there, when I got the corpus course, I'm looking around and every Marine does it. But, but Marines do it for different reasons. I look at ribbons, not not as a sense of you're above me. You, I want to know where you've been. Mm-hmm. What experience do you have so that you can teach me, right? Mm-hmm. So initially at these schools, bro, I have the same type of mentality you said you had when I came in the room. I'm sitting around all y'all, and I'm like, man, how long Meech been there? He, he seemed like he knows some shit. You know, rest in peace to my homie Timmy. Um, but mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know, I, I know he's shit hot. He was running like 16-minute three miles. You know what I, I remember mean? My, I remember my interaction with Peter, and I remember seeing y'all too. And the way that y'all spoke and carried y'allself. I and you know, plus like, you know, Peters was tall. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that posture and everything, I used to sit back and think to myself, like, if I can just acquire just a quarter of what they already are carrying. And and and, and the crazy part is, is I'm having conversations with y'all, regular conversations with y'all. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, like, what can I take from them to add to myself to become a better a better me? You see what but I'm saying? I'm doing the same thing. You get what I mean? Absolutely. You know, so I, I you know, and I, I really want to take a moment, man, and just say, like, even that statement that you said right there, when I look at y'all, rip, look at your ribbons, is not to I'm above or below you. It's where you've been. What can I acquire? What can, you know, I, what can you teach me? You know? And, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what can I ask you? You know, if you got a campaign ribbon I don't have. I did five pumps, you know what I mean? But I want to know what I what Iraq was like. I've been to Afghanistan. What was Iraq like? Um, oh, you a fast a fast marine? What was fast like? Uh, you went, you know, recruiting already. You embassy, whatever you did. What was it like? You know what I mean? And I want to know what you learned there that you could teach me for my endeavors down the road. You know, and that right there, that statement right there is powerful in the sense of not a lot of people are are humble enough to ask those questions to say those things right there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's always especially especially on this side. You know what I'm talking about, like. In an alpha, in a in a subtle predatorial mindset, where we act like alpha males on a regular basis, the idea of showing any sense of vulnerability or trying to learn how to be better could be perceived as a weakness. Mm. So, for you to take a step back and say, "What questions can I ask you? Where have you been?" That's deep in its own sense, right there. That just shows the caliber of man and leader that you are. I never thought about that. Absolutely, man. Like, I used to take it, like, it took me a long time to be able to build up. Bro, it takes so much courage to be able to ask somebody a question. Believe it or not, bro, like, it takes a lot of courage. Like, to go up to somebody and just say, like, hey, where you been? Because now you feel like, you you might feel like you're ignorant. You might feel like you don't know nothing. You might feel like you're a boots. You might feel like all of these things. And a lot of people rather will be quiet and figure and and go search the information out and might get the wrong information than just asking the source himself like hey where did you get those tabs from hey how did you become you know how did you become a pro oh you're an olympian can you explain this oh you've been to uh, afghanistan how many times you know what was that like you see what i'm saying right right
Now, my other question is, is that so Supply Marine hated the MOS. Hated the MOS. It wasn't the supply everybody's thinking of, though. You warehouse, yeah? Yeah, but I didn't hand out gear or <laughs> inventory shit. What were you? We built shit. Oh, you know, you know like, bro, I thought you were an engineer. Huh? I thought you were an engineer this whole time. I worked with engineers, but mm. if you want to translate what we did on that side, it was supply engineers. So mm. building smoke pits and uh, berms and uh, fuck, man, bunkers and boxes, mainly boxes, uh, personal effects um, of KIA Marines and shipping weapons and shit like that. So I, I couldn't have handed out boots, but I would have probably killed myself. <laughs> And you switched, and I remember asking you, what was it, what was the connection right there when you realized that this MOS wasn't for you? And you said that it was like being on a hunt, you were on a hunt one time, and as soon as you got to Horno, it was like as if you were at Peter. Like, you talk about that? Yeah, man. Um, I was, we were on the way to Horno, I can't remember why. Uh, some, some, op, some, some course, I don't know where I was at. Uh, a workup, something I was doing that led me on this, uh, on the way to Horno, right? How we got mm -hmm. there. But um, as soon as I crossed the other side, I felt like home. <laughs> and that sounds so corny and No, so no, weird, I understand it. But I felt home, bro. Like, for me, just being in the field was home. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, even even on the, the, the pre-deployment trainings, that was home. And when I first got to work with the infantry, I just felt like, man, this is purpose. This is the Marine Corps. This is, this matters. You dig what I mean? This, yeah, all of that other shit <laughs> doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the hands in the pockets and the stuffing shit in cargo pockets. Gluing, bro, it was at one point, I was so brainwashed because um, I wanted to be a drill instructor. So I wanted to. I remember you saying that, that yeah. Experience, right? I used to glue my cargo pockets, right? Because I didn't know any better. You dig what I mean? It was before I was a corporal. I used to glue my fucking cargo pockets. And I've never said that out loud to anybody. So. Dog. But yeah, man. And so it was shortly after that trip to Horno, right, that I came back to the warehouse, and we were getting ready for some general to come through. Yes, sir. Uh, Still a, a lance corporal. I was a senior lance by this time. I already had one pump under my belt. Um, and uh, I got back. Well, anyway, we were getting ready for this general to come through the warehouse. And I remember one of my corporals telling me to empty the trash can, right? Put a new bag in the trash can, then flip the trash can upside down, right? And I used to, I, I always been the person to speak with my face. And that's what used to get me in trouble a lot as a junior Marine. Right? So you tell me to do something stupid and you get, what? Mm -hmm. Right? I said, so, hey, hey, corporal, uh, you want, and this was an incompetent corporal, right? We're going to leave the name out. So I already, okay. I, if you're an incompetent leader around me, you're going to feel Everything like, getting questioned. Yeah. Everything I don't care if you're a last corporal, a corporal, a sergeant. I don't care if you're a mass sergeant, a gunnery sergeant, a gunner. If you're incompetent around me, you're going to feel that. Right? Um, and, and that still translates to today. Uh, but I remember asking this corporal and I repeated what they said to me just so they could hear the dumb shit they were telling me, right? I just remember saying, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not flipping over a trash can so that a general can walk through. If he's concerned about trash that goes in a trash can, I already emptied it. Why am I flipping it over? Is that really what we're worried about? When I got, when you got people down here worried about staying awake on the shift or, or watching their sector of fire, or, or staying awake in his fighting hole while his buddy uh, takes a nap, you know what I mean? Or I got one guy up, I got an entire squad asleep. That, that's discipline. Mm -hmm. um, that, that trash in the trash can, those hands in the pockets, my hands are cold. My hands are going in my pockets. I need my hands to be warm. I, I need to feel my fingers. They're going in my pockets. I, I need to put my child in my cargo pocket. It's going in my cargo pocket, right? I mean, there's, I got pyrotechnics. I don't have anywhere else to put it. I don't have an assault pack. I'm putting it in my cargo pocket. Cargo pockets, are, they're things. They need to be used, right? Um, 
But yeah, man, just being on that side of the Marine Corps, I just realized that this is this is real. And there's a lot of bullshit over there, don't get me wrong. But I it's all about what bullshit you rather deal with. I'd rather deal with looking for a radio for six hours because a private fuckface lost it, vice emptying trash cans and flipping them over so the general can be impressed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and you know, so fun fun fact. So me and you, because me and you had a conversation prior to um doing this, and you said something when you, because when you was talking about discipline, mind you, I'm on, I'm doing the MAI course. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I ended up quoting exactly what you said, and you said something along the lines of like discipline is hearing your buddy scream, but you want to go over there, but you still gotta you still gotta pay attention. Right. Like can you go down that. Can you, can you talk about yeah. that again? You know, and a, and a lot of guys on that side of the Marine Corps have been through pre-deployment training, so they know, but I don't think it's real, right? Um, we could be on a patrol, right? You you and I. Um, and you could be my squad leader. Let's use this as an example. You're my squad leader. You're the patrol leader. I'm your APL, your assistant patrol leader, right? And we're on a patrol. You're doing your thing. You're commanding the squad. You step on the IED, right? Mm-hmm. Instantly takes your leg. You're on the ground screaming. Discipline is understanding that there's self-aid, buddy aid, and then Corman aid. Understanding that Sergeant Thigpen has to take care of that himself right now because I have to worry about secondary and tertiary IDs. I have to worry about the possibility of us being ambushed and being attacked to the flank because of my lack of discipline because I'm running to you. Now, naturally, do I want to run to you? Of course, you're my squad leader. You take care of me, I want to take care of you. You're another Marine. You're a brother at the end of the day. You're bleeding. Um, I mean, you're traumatized. You know what I mean? Um, So that's discipline. Knowing I cannot run to your aid immediately. Knowing I can't help you right now. Knowing I have to do this before I can do that. Right? I need to check your area. I got to get the CMV over here or a dog and I got to sweep up to you. That's discipline. Not, not, not having your hands in your pockets. Now I get that it's all a pre precursor. If you want to say, right. I understand that, but it's harped on a little too much for me. Yes, sir. Damn. You know, man, when I said that, at the MA High Course, bro, I knew in my heart I was quoting you. I knew I was quoting exactly what you had just said. Because when you said it, I was just like, I never put anything. I never talk about cargo pockets day in my life. I mean, and it's not just... <laughs> <laughs> bro, because I'm telling you, man, like, it was so powerful, bro. It was just so powerful. I was just like, this guy, man, just unlocked a whole new level of discipline. I mean, so check this, right? Let's say we're, we're in the defense. Yeah. We're, we're dug in the defense. And it gets it gets to that BM that that, that BMNT uh, begin morning nautical twilight right right and that's when you get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already patrolled and we've done our contact patrols and our recon patrols, and we're worn the hell out. And I got every other fighting hole awake, right? Mm-hmm. And I got thick pin fighting hole number two, sector fire ten to two. You're tired, right? I'm sleep. I'm your buddy in your fighting hole. I'm sleep. It's your turn. You get two hours. You get you just you just came off two hours of sleep. You're still tired, right? Mm-hmm. Discipline is knowing you got that rifle in in your shoulder, right? You're looking through your RCO. You're scanning your sector of fire back and forth and back and forth and left to right and right to left. And you're looking at the same damn looking in between the same two damn trees and you're tired. Discipline is staying awake at that moment. You're hungry, you're tired. You're hurting. You stink. That's discipline, bro. Not 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 having your phone in your cargo pocket. That's too silly. Or yes. your boot blouses are down too low. That's that's what they're literally made for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, my question is: Is what rank were you when you switched from supply to infantry? And what was that? You know, that what was that? What was that? Oh yeah, you didn't you get meritorious? You got meritoriously promoted right after you graduated, didn't you? Well, you went to Afghanistan right after we graduated. Yeah, I left to Afghan again right after that course. Um, and then I was promoted in Afghanistan, uh, meritorious. What was that like, like the adjustment period from going from supply, MLG, 
to infantry division. What was that mindset like? Like, what, as, especially as a sergeant, as a leader. Right, I knew I had to come with it. Right. You know, um, and I knew that I knew things already. I had been to a few courses. We'll, we'll, get, we'll just get straight to it, right? I knew I had to come with it. Having been around them boys already, I already understood your rank doesn't get you clout around here. Mm-hmm. Your rank doesn't automatically mean, like like you said the other day, right? You say, just because we're the same pay grade don't mean we're the same rank, right? Yes, sir. If you're E5 over there, no one's going to listen to you. You oh. will get a private stare you in your fucking face and tell you no, right? Um, so I knew I had to go over there and be a sergeant. I had to be a squad leader. I didn't have time to fuck around and learn what I was doing, right? I, I did, but we'll get to that. Um, so in school, luckily, I had this. We had we lap move with like nine people. Uh, you want to go? How far back you want to go? Hey man, take me take me as far as back as you want want to take me, bro. I'm I'm here. For, I'm I'm a passenger in this seat, bro. You drive. So the the mindset for me when I lap moved, there was nine of us. Uh, nine sergeants lap moved. You had one that had already worked with Marsoc. You had one that was going to recon. You had one that came from Motor T. He had already been, uh, he, he was a distinguished Marine already. I think he, Car, Purple Heart, uh, Nam, Nam V, one of those kind of guys, right? I mean, I lap moved with some hitters. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting around that table when we got there, and Gunnery Sergeant told us, uh, he was a, a Bronze Star recipient, just a decorated gunnery sergeant. You know, one of those, like you say, walk in the room and everything stops. Didn't even open his mouth. He's not a big guy, not at all. Just everything stops when he comes in the room. He told us that he hates lap moves. He was a lap mover. He lap moved as a sergeant, but he hates lap moves. Um, his goal was to drop every one of us. So he did everything he could to make that happen. So meaning we're on a 20K hump, uh, all my sergeants, as soon as we get to a rest point, you don't put your pack down. Come with us. Come with me. You run it and run us up a hill or put your gas mask on. Or, you know, it's the middle of the night. Let me teach you how to write an order. Let me, you know, he was very, he taught you, but he expected so much, right? Whatever he taught you, you needed to learn it right then and there. This is a claymore. This is how you employ it. These are the characteristics. Do this, do that, right? So it was like a step above. Um, because he knew that if we hit the fleet and didn't know what we were doing, we would be that E5, right? You would be that not a team leader or a squad leader, right? As a sergeant, you should be a squad leader, maybe even a platoon sergeant in some cases. Um, so, bro, we graduated with four of us. It was how many you started with initially? Nine. It was either three or four of us that finished that course with him. Uh, and he knew that if you don't finish, I mean, you're a lap mover. You're getting out of the Marine Corps. And I think that I, st- I took to that a lot, too. <coughs> Excuse me. I understood that if I didn't make it, I was gone. Mm-hmm. No matter what I had accomplished to this point, there was no going back. Um, it was either they'll feed you to the needs of the Marine Corps or kick you out. So when I hit the fleet, I knew that I couldn't come in being that rah-rah, hoo-ha sergeant. No one's going to listen to you, right? You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't lived this life. So I had to get it from the bottom. Um, so I went to talk to the Lance Corpus and let them know, look, I understand I'm a lap mover. I'm coming in here humbly to help you help me do my job so we can be together as a squad, so I can bring us home alive. And that was the exact conversation I had um, with the guys. And from there, when I had questions, I would ask my Lance Corpus. I would ask my squad. You know what I mean? I would pull my team leaders together and not just come up with a scheme of maneuver, but ask them how they think we should execute this. And in turn, we were all learning together, right? And then I continued to go to these schools, the Advanced Infantryman course and Sergeant's course, the MAI course. And, you know, I, I continued to learn and further myself as an infantryman. I mean, I, I read uh, Sun Tzu's books and, uh, man, what what was it? The Thor's man. And yeah, yeah, Art of War and the Thor's Manual, Machine Gun Bible. Uh, I went and sat with the mortarmen and learned how to do their job. I went and sat with the machine gunners and learned how to do their job. 
I went and sat with the assault men and learned how to do their job because I wanted, I, I can't be a squad leader and you get attached to my squad and I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how to employ you, how to use you. So you got to go get that from the bottom. A problem is a lot of lap movers come over there and they, they want it all handed to them as a sergeant. Oh, I'm a sergeant, so you're going to listen to me. <laughs> no, they're not. Them boys are not about to listen to you if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know? you, Hey, hey, Marine, come here. Fuck you, son. Like, yes, what sir. Do about it? What are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? At the end Duh. of the day, you don't know what you're doing. Duh. The problem is, is that a lot of people think because they're a sergeant that things are supposed to be handed to you. That's not like, fact. Like, we ain't come from the bottom. That's, that's not fact. Like... I know sergeants, bro, that Lance Corporals don't listen to. Uh-huh. You know, I know another lap mover. We won't say names, but he didn't get that same respect because he didn't come in with the same mentality. My mentality coming in was get it from the bottom, right? Earn my respect. Everywhere I go, I give my respect first, and then however you choose to act with my respect, we can go from there. Say that again? I give you my respect, right? It's now up to you to decide what you want to do with that. Ooh. If you want to give me respect back, if I've earned your respect, or if you want to disrespect me, then we got to handle that accordingly. Yes, sir. Um, so that was the big thing, man. Like I went in there with respect, and I got back respect. You know, a lot of, some of the senior sergeants didn't like it. Some of the senior enlisted did not like that. I kicked it with the last corporals. You know, I, I played spades with the Lance Corporals. And I went out, I had boys that were Lance Corporals. I didn't believe in in that whole, oh, I'm a sergeant, you're a Lance Corporal, we can't. That's not real to me. We're in a squad together. You know what I mean? We sleep together, we eat together, we train together. You my boy. Just understand that line, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it gets time to business, understand that line. And that respect went so fucking far, bro. It's crazy. You know, and just to go back to just what we had said earlier, just 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 leadership, being humble, asking those questions. Once again, like it just takes a different type of person to be humble enough to learn from somebody that's of lesser rank than you. Not less than you, that's just junior than you. You see what I'm saying? Because I, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people, especially a lot, a lot in what you had said right there. Just because you were starting, that don't mean that you everything's going to be given to you. Just because you're a certain rank don't mean that everything is going to be given to you because of your status or your ability. It's your ability to learn. That's how you get there. The respect that you give is exactly what's going to get you there. So I, 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 when you said that, I thought of three examples of type of Marines that I know that would have been placed in that situation and would have failed based off of pride, based off of arrogance, based off of because I believe I knew one side of the military that you know I can di- I can go from here. So so it's once again it just takes a different type of person just to be able to learn. Right, right. You got to be willing, bro. Now, my question with the gunnery sergeant and do you think that he was hard on y'all because he knew that he was a lab mover and the adversity and the opposition that he faced when he lap moved, that when he got put in this position, that he would help, that he would give all that knowledge to the ones that are going to be put in the exact same situation as him. Do you think that's how that played out? Uh, for sure. I, I think he understood the road that was ahead. Absolutely. And he wanted to make sure that, it's just like we talked about earlier, close the door behind him. He truly believed in not putting subpar infantrymen in the Marine Corps or in the fleet Marine forces as much as he could understand, as much as he could uh, control, rather. You got to understand it's still a numbers game. The Marine Corps is yeah, still man. numbers and moving numbers and moving people. And I don't, I didn't learn that until Sergeant's Corps, right? Um, mm-hmm. But he really went above and beyond to ensure, I mean, he had the best fucking instructors. Them boys were great. Yeah, they teased us for being lap movers and but ultimately, they were all willing to teach. And they just, yeah. like like one of them told me, I don't want to be standing next to you one day and you don't know what you're doing. Because now we look bad as sergeants. You know, if, if, if we, if, if 
if first squad is the main of is the the main effort, right? Some of my terminology is a little trash. I've been out for two years, right? No, bro, you good, you good. Um, if if first squad, if Sergeant Moody's the 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 first squad leader, and I'm the main effort, if Sergeant Thigpen is second squad leader, and you're supporting effort number one, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're working together, and I can't communicate because you don't know what you're talking about. Now we both look bad. Now this this entire mission is failed because my peer can't beat my peer, right? Say that again. Can you say that one more time, right there? That part, right there. I need my essentially. I need my peers to be my peers. Yes, sir. How many times yes, you're a heavy equipment operator, right? Yes, even sir. even as a martial arts instructor trainer, how many times have you looked to your left or to your right for assistance, not help, assistance, right? A sergeant, right? And you look to the left and look to the right, like man, I just do this shit by myself. You get what I mean? Yes, <laughs> How many times did that happen? So these these sergeants that were there, and some of them could not have given a fuck. Maybe they were just doing their job, but some of them really took the time. Like, bro, I knew how to write an order before I hit the fleet. You don't mm. really learn how to write an order until advanced infantry course, right? Or until one of your squad leaders teaches you. These boys taught me how to call for fire how to call for close air support. Like they they taught me these things because they understood. You don't know where I'm getting orders to. You don't know where you're getting orders to after this. And it just so happened that I've linked up with a few of them in the fleet. You're, yeah, what's up, bro? And it's all love because I came in with the respect, right? They gave me respect because I gave my respect and it worked. I mean, have you ever called a, another instructor trainer to come to your course? And then, I mean, just, just for instance, bro, I mean, as an instructor, I would call other instructors in and we're doing a free sparring session, you know, black belt. Mm-hmm. I got to go. You get your ass whooped. Now we look bad as a unit and now they don't even believe in what I'm saying anymore. It holds no value. That tab Absolutely. no longer holds value because you're incompetent. So now your incompetency is... Ah, uh, we we go we gonna let it go. We gonna let it go. <laughs> bro, no, no, bro, bro, bro. You 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 already know that you pulling that you pulling that for real strings for me. You pulling that for real strings for me because these are these are issues that I face on a regular basis. Especially the part where it's like, I need my peers to be my peers. You see what I'm saying? Like, how many times have I had to do something on my own, knowing that I did not need to do this on my own, but because of your lack of incompetence, I can't. I have to do this on my own. I've been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. At least you could have did was submit the morning report. At least you could have did was check on the Marines. At least you could have did was go to field day formation. But I'm already up training your Marines to do this job, and now I got to do X, Y, and Z. Bro, man, I, I felt that. I felt that. Even from the MOS standpoint all the way down to the instructor standpoint because I've seen some instructors get in that ring that did not need to be there. They could have did something else, get in that ring, and got and got and I had to stop the bout. I gotta stop the bout. I gotta start the time over. Yeah. I gotta put that pain on that student because or he just put that pain on you. I gotta go make them surf and turf, go, you know what I mean? And come back and fight and be tired just so my students won't whoop your ass. You see what I'm saying? You didn't take the time as an instructor. You got that tab, right? And this is getting right. the instructors. You got that tab. But you never stepped outside of Marine Corps martial arts to further perfect your craft. Yes, and I preach that to other instructors enough. Like, just going through the levels and going through this course is not going to be enough to make you an effective martial arts instructor. Bro, I done told Marines, I said, just because you get this tab put on your belt don't mean you can fight. It don't, it don't mean it. You, you credential, okay? You credential. The same person that you was 15 days ago yeah. is the same person that you is right now. Don't go to this bar and get your ass whooped. Right. All right. right. Some of y'all couldn't fight from the beginning, and some of y'all can barely fight now. You right. can't fight. Like for real, bro. You gotta be blunt with that, man. And I and and these are things that just once again, bro, just like it just echoes, bro. It just echoes throughout this entire episode. What's echoing is just because you are this does not mean that all of these other things will fall into place. You see what I'm saying? Hope just ain't good enough. Yeah. And speaking of hope just ain't good enough. You 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 the CEO entrepreneur. Can can we talk about that? 
Can we switch? Can we switch gears from the military and just go straight in? You like you like yeah. that trans? You like that segue, don't you? <laughs> Let's get into it. But 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 go ahead. Tell me about it. So supply, infantry, and now it's time to go ahead switch gears and just go into the civilian lifestyle. Right. What was that like? Man, uh, when I first got out, bro, and this is, I guess we want to call this an exclusive. I don't know. Something a lot of people don't know, I went through a rough time, bro. I got out December 20th, 2017, right? Um, and it was rough, dog. I thought that I was going to get a job immediately, mm -hmm. right? Man, I'm a 1%, United States Marine. Look at my resume, infantryman. Uh, been to this school, been to that school, undergraduate here, five deployments, uh, both sides of the Marine Corps. I just assumed that life was going to work. I hoped, right? I hoped that things would just fall into place and they didn't. So I was already a pro. Fortunately, I had great leaders when I was getting out, man. They understood my position, uh, That the fact that I got NJP'd for I mean, it is what it is, some bullshit, right? Right. Um, shit that most of us had been through at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, blood striping is... I, I, from what I knew, it was history until that point. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, they talk about it in the schools, and you're not supposed to do that, but... It, that was a lot of things that we weren't supposed to do. That that wasn't reality. The reality mm -hmm. is that it's real. This is this is what happens. This is... It's fun. It's, it's a... The infantry's all men. You know what I mean? This is what we do. We fight. We fist fight. My first sergeant held a circle for us to fist fight any problems we had in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? He, in the, that's a different conversation, but <laughs> um, I told you, bro, I miss it so I can get the reminiscence. So you got to cut me off. No, nah, you good, bro. So I was, I got out, bro, and I was already a pro. And I remember. Uh, I was competing. I was getting ready to compete. I wanted to go back to Hawaii and do my pro debut in Hawaii. I turned pro. Hawaii is why I started bodybuilding. Let me get back to Hawaii, do my pro debut. Um, it's just, it makes for a great story. It's awesome. Have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was broke. A lot of people don't know that, bro. All that deployment money and money that I had saved to get out, I spent chasing the dream to turn pro while I was in the Marine Corps, right? Um, Plane tickets, hotels, competing is expensive, which, I mean, a lot of people don't even think is worth it because the money you get from it, this is turning pro in bodybuilding is not like turning pro as a football player. You don't get no fat-ass check to go home with, right? So I struggled, man. Um, it took me until now to realize it was low-key depression. Uh, I remember it was a night, bro. I didn't, I had to think about where I was going to spend the rest of my money the next day. I needed gas. I needed food for me and my son. Uh, I needed gas. I needed food. And I had to pay like a bill or something. And I remember saying I can't do all three. That's how bad it was, bro. I could not do all three. Um, so it was scary, man. I kept filling out these job applications and I kept, no one was calling me back. Uh, what's that website for veterans? USA Jobs? Yeah. Right, so I was on USA Jobs faithfully, filling out job applications. The final straw, bro, I applied for an armed security position at on base. Mm -hmm. Right, and mind you, I'm an infantryman. Like, I've been there, I've done that, I have the ribbons, have the awards, like I've seen combat, like I've done these things, right? And why didn't I get a call back? for an armed security job at the base. So the last straw, um, I had an interview at the prison. And I was going to, I was settling. I had, I was going to be a CEO. I was like, man, like, I can't find nothing else. They're the only people that have called me back. Mine is a contracting company to go overseas, but it's just me and my boy at the time. Like, I can't do that. You know, I can't leave him and have somebody else, have my mama raise him or, or whatever the case may be. Christina was on deployment. Um, so I was sitting there in this interview. We're getting ready. We did the interview process, getting ready to run the, the little PFT or whatever they had there. 
and uh, we were talking about pay, and they told me twenty eight five. A year or an hour? A year, twenty eight five, and I had to go away for five weeks to some little boot camp. I don't know about you. I'm not being nobody's private ever again. You know, I'm not going through that again. I've done that. I'm not going to no more schools. I've done that. I'm done, right? Mm-hmm. So I left, bro. I didn't even run the PFT. I asked to be excused. I told them, you know, this just isn't for me. It's not enough money. I got I to gotta feed the family. I got to send it to you. Um, I have dreams that I'm trying to accomplish, right? Um, so I left out, bro. And I remember sitting in the parking lot there at that prison. Like, bro, if you don't get your shit together, you're going to be inside the walls, right? Um... And I shot a text out to Jeff, my coach. Said, hey, Jeff, what do you think about me being a trainer? I had already trained a few people in Hawaii, and I was learning, and I was new. Um, he goes, you'll be a damn good trainer. I don't know what's taking you so long. And I, I, I text a few people in my circle, Donnie and Reeves and mm-hmm. people around me to see Always what they Always important do. to have a good circle. Always important. And it's important not to have yes men in your circle. Um, <sighs> So I reached out to people that would tell me the truth. And they told me to, to pursue it. Um, Can you just say that part one more time, man? I know I know we deep in the circle, man, but you drop these gems. I need them to come back up just in case somebody else missed that. It's important not to have yes men in your circle. Because had I not been fit for that job, right? Had I had people, had I not really had the what it takes to be a trainer, be a self-employed trainer starting from the bottom, right? Um, and we'll get into that, you know, Josh Wise and how I became, how I learned, right? Um, but had those people just said yes, but not really gave me feedback or critiques, or had they not really felt that way, where would I have gone? Because I was listening to a bunch of yes men telling me what I wanted to hear, you know? Um, excuse me, but so I, I got into it and I uh, started working at a gym around here. Uh, and mind you, by myself, uh, didn't know how to do what I was doing. I didn't know the business side of it. I just knew I know how to lift weights. I know how to eat. I know how to do this, right? So I just uh, ran it. Um, and bro, I remember being at the New York Pro. I said, I already competed in Hawaii. Uh, and I was at the New York Pro like two months later. Again, broke as hell. And I was sitting there on the toilet. And the show was the next morning. I was looking in my account to see if I had enough money to catch an Uber to the show. Or how the hell I was going to get to the show the next morning. Because I had just spent the last of my money on tanning and gas to get up there because we, we drove up there in a rental because I couldn't afford to pay for a plane ticket. Right? I'm sitting there checking my account. I had a pending transaction, a huge transaction. <laughs> the disability from the Marine Corps. Ooh. And then, uh, so that was May. And in June, uh, the gym opened completely. I had a mentor who was guiding me. And it just took off, bro. Wait, so all of this, this is all a recent thing? This is 2018, yeah. Okay, okay. This is all 2018. And uh, from there, it just took off, bro. I mean, my mentor, really, I got to give a lot of credit to him. Um, He didn't give me anything. He gave it to me raw, but he wanted to be who he needed when he was in my position. And that's like always what he's told me and how he helped me um, be. I'm going to be to you who I needed when I was in that position. So don't be afraid to ask me questions. He's going to be an asshole about some of this shit. He's not going to hand you anything. He'll, Hey, Josh, what is a circadian rhythm? And he'll give me where to find it. Not tell me what it is. Does that make sense? That's a small scale. Um, man, how did you do a parallel? And he'll give me how to look it up or how to find it or just like small gems he'll throw me to make me connect the pieces myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was scared to ask him questions in the beginning. And like, man, I need to do this by myself. He did it by himself. And, you know, he just preached to me how dumb that was. Like, we're so afraid to ask for help sometimes. Like, how, how can you ask for all of that help in the Marine Corps and then you get out, now you don't want nobody's help? Yes, sir. You know? um, and it just it just took off, bro, and it's just truly a blessing to, to be in this position now. Now, my question, and, and this just really just came right back around full circle, because I remember when you said it as you was in the infantry school, 
you came across that Gurnersaw that pretty much gave that taught you everything to prepare you to going into sleep again. Now here, Josh, your mentor is doing the exact same thing again, preparing right. you so that way you can go back out there and do everything that he wish that that he would have done. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like I love the fact that leadership just is it, 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 good leaders is everything. Man. Like good leaders is everything, and I love the fact that it just keeps coming back full circle. And that's why I say, like, when you say I, my presence in Corpus Course, I say I'm just doing what I know to do, what I've been taught to do. Because I'll be honest, bro, one thing I've had in my entire life is great leadership. You know, I've had a lot of shitty leadership, but I, I, in no way, shape, or form does the shitty leadership suppress the the great leaders that I've had and, and still have. Because I still, Josh is still my mentor. We boys, that's like my older brother, friend, mentor, you know what I mean? Um, and my parents as well, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. And and, and that's the thing, bro. Like, you know, I, I, we, we get so caught up in that whole idea of, you know, the shitty leadership remains where the good leadership was actually there the entire time. And I, I'm a strong believer that thank God for good leadership because I could have easily been out of the ring. Out, out of, bro, bro, if I, if I didn't have good leadership, right after Corpus Course, that would those those would have been my last four years. I'd have been I'd have had to get out. You see what I'm saying? And you would have. I was up. Yeah. Because I mean, like you, you, you know, you got NJP, but your shit was bullshit. Mine, hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And everybody knows two counts of assault. Like, like, yeah, we didn't see that coming. We didn't see that coming. I almost went down for assault too if it wasn't for good leadership. You feel me? And. It's just the power of good leadership and the and the and everything happens. Excuse me. I know <laughs> you can just blow your nose. We on the show, bro. My bad, bro. It had to happen. <laughs> I'm not about to be sitting here sucking all that. Uh-uh. These allergies killing me. My bad, man. <laughs> you know what me, you you get you get what you get. <laughs> Dog. Dog. Oh man. I'm just gonna keep that in there. I'm just gonna keep that in there, bro. Like that, that that's authentic, man. I ain't about to lie to you. This is a good episode. This is a good episode episode. Now, going pro, bro, like just hearing the story though. Just hearing the story. Like, like, like essentially it's like everything just reset coming out. You said everything what? Everything it felt like almost as if everything just reset. That you you putting all of this in, you working all you working towards a goal. And I like how the fact that you just said right there in there, I got goals, I can't settle. And that's a lot of times that's what we face, especially getting out. And you hear it all the time. You know, hey, I'm gonna become a police officer. Hey, I'm gonna get into this. Hey, I'm gonna get into this. And I'm gonna just do this job because it makes money by following my dreams. And I feel like that's the worst fate that anybody can have. So I applaud you on that spectrum right there for still following your dreams, no matter how, because you. The way you described it, after hearing it, bro, man, anybody would have tried to be like, hey, man, I'm going to have to tap out. I'm going to go and, and figure something else out because this must not be for me. But for you to continue to keep pushing, to keep going, man, oh, I applaud that. It was all in this hope, bro. That people don't realize this hope just ain't good enough. It carried me so far, bro. Um. Now, now, can we talk about that? Like, where, where, where were you at when y'all came up with that? On the couch in the living room in Hawaii, man. Me and my brother, um, Skip, Yahweh. <laughs> I was getting ready for my first show, man, and I was, I, I was starving. I got into bodybuilding, not really knowing what I was getting into. To be honest, I got into bodybuilding because I lost the video game. I never wanted to be a bodybuilder. I never aspired to be a bodybuilder. I never thought I would be a bodybuilder. I was actually against it because of my real really? I was completely against bodybuilding because of my real father. Uh, I don't know my real father, but I know he's a bodybuilder. You get what I mean? I, I should, did you, did you, to me, that, that that's a lie. I know what he did, but I don't know who he is. So I never wanted to follow in those footsteps. Mm. Um, so I was miserable, bro. We were sitting on the couch. Um, I remember asking Skip. I say, uh, "Man, I need, I need, I need a quote. I need something. I got on my wrist. I got uh, trouble don't last always. This too shall pass. 
And every time I look down at that in hard situations, it literally helps me or reminds me that this is only temporary. Pain is only temporary. Uh-huh. Right? Whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, it is only temporary. You will see the light of day, right? Um, so we we folks back and forth. What was we gonna rock with? Um, we wanted to put it on a shirt for support for the show. I needed, you know, competing expensive. Uh, shirts are like fundraisers for shows, and then the audience people can wear it. You can know who you're representing. It's a big thing in that industry. So we wanted to come up with a quote, and he threw out hope just isn't good enough after about 30, 40 minutes. And we've been rocking with it since, man. Um, I remember being on 20 mile humps, and I, I still got to compete in four weeks. And I was I had cargo, I had chicken breast in my cargo pocket, and I was eating chicken breast on hikes. It was crazy, man. But that quote has really carried me through. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Once again, that is M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to like the podcast, share the podcast, and follow the podcast. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.